morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, November 28th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax, Ohio State moved up four spots in the college football playoff rankings. They are now sixth. Um, but uh, they are behind Oklahoma, who is fifth, and Georgia, who's fourth. I think, I think if Georgia loses to Alabama, I'm not buying any of this two teams from the SEC are going to make it. If Georgia loses, they're out. It's going to come down to Ohio State and Oklahoma. Uh, Michigan is seventh, which helps Ohio State. Penn State stays at 12th. I thought they might move up, so that doesn't help Ohio State. Northwestern drops two spots to 21st. Uh, Bax, what do you make out of all that, especially Ohio State being sixth? Well, first things first, Northwestern dropping, I think, is emblematic of uh, the committee's mindset, much like we saw Fresno State sneaking into 25th last year to give Alabama more resume cushion. Uh, I think Ohio State's resume being uh, unpadded, if you will, because dropping them to 21st means if they lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, they can justify them not ranking them, um, you know, saying it's only four points that they fell and they lost to Ohio State. I think the committee, and I've said this for a while, is predisposed towards not picking OSU. We've seen it all along. I think they flat out just think Oklahoma is a better team. Um, and let's face it, this committee will use whatever justifications they feel necessary to put the teams that they want to put in. We saw it last year. The Alabama schedule was trash, and they lost their last game. So do you think Ohio State needs to blow out Northwestern to make the college football playoff? I think that's the only way they get in unless Oklahoma loses. Uh, I put this message on the Bucknuts front row yesterday. I said, you got to repeat Wisconsin. And by that I mean you need to win like 45-14 to 14 or something. One of those games where it's very obvious the other team is just completely inferior. You mean business. And the defense, most importantly, has to take care of business. If they win 70-40, to 40, they're not going to jump Oklahoma. I, I can flat out tell you that right now. The committee doesn't like Ohio State because they think their defense stinks. Now, for whatever reason, they don't seem to care that Oklahoma's defense is – probably worse. There's no real probably about it. It's significantly worse. Uh, but the committee, for whatever reason, has decided in their minds up to this point they like Oklahoma better. And I don't think the committee was really expecting to have to make a choice between OSU and Oklahoma. I think in their mind they had decided, well, Michigan's going to win out and it won't be a debate. The problem is OSU blew those plans up by dropping 62 points on the Wolverines, which, again, I'd like to repeat for everybody, that 6 times 10 plus 2 is 62. So... That's the problem right now for the committee is, is they're in a situation where they wouldn't rank Ohio State over Oklahoma right away here, and technically Oklahoma has a chance to get a better win because Texas is ranked higher than Northwestern. But if OSU goes out and murders the poor little purple kitties and Oklahoma only, quote-unquote, wins 45-42 to 42 or something, right, then the committee has a real conundrum on their hands. But I want to point something else out too, Dave. Am I alone in wondering why North, we're automatically just letting Notre Dame in? Like, I really feel like Notre Dame has one less game, and their two best wins, quote-unquote, are Michigan, who they edged by seven on opening day at home, and Northwestern, who they barely beat in Evanston by, like, five. OSU in back-to-back weeks might have a combined margin of victory of 65 points over those two teams if they blow out Northwestern this weekend. Why is Notre Dame getting a pass other than, ooh, look, they're 12-0? and and if that's the reason, why does anybody ever schedule tough out-of-conference games again if all you need is to be a Power 5 team and a zero in the loss column? Yeah, the Buckeyes could just go independent in that scenario and just schedule whoever the hell they want. Um, let's look 
I'm going to look back on the Michigan game just because I'm still giddy about it. I mean, I feel, it was, I mean, there's been so many enjoyable Ohio State Michigan games since this century has started that it's almost hard to like, you know, pick between them, but, but damn back, this might have been the most enjoyable one. And I know there's been like ones with more like on the line. Like it's hard to pick against one versus two. I get that. It's hard to pick against, you know, two versus three two years ago. I get that. Man, I, I'm telling you what, you blow the doors off a Michigan team that everybody is touting, you know, you're going to, as Steve Hellwagon said on last Friday's, uh, you know, uh, show, when we were both picking Ohio State, I know you picked Ohio State too, you know, if you want to crown them, go ahead and crown them, you know, Denny Green style with Michigan. Uh, no, uh, we didn't crown them, and it was the most enjoyable victory, I'll just say it, it was the most enjoyable victory over Michigan of my lifetime, I know that's a bold statement, but Bax, I mean, how enjoyable was that win on Saturday? Um, it was 62 times more enjoyable than the win over Maryland. How's that sound? <laughs> I, I have to say, I don't think it's the most enjoyable win of my life over Michigan, mostly because I, I, I can't say that I didn't enjoy 2006 more with all the history surrounding it. But goddamn, this was fun to laugh at them because this was the ultimate Wolverine flop. Their fans lived down to every stereotype we have of them. Their players lived down to every stereotype of them. We call them arrogant jackwads all the time because that's what they are. They, this is why they're not allowed to have nice things. They, they have one decent run against a bunch of bum teams in Penn State, and they think they're all of a sudden qualified, that they're going to all of a sudden uprise against and you know, overthrow the Buckeye Empire that has owned them for this half of the century. Let's be blunt. They're not in the same league, and they got humbled, humbled hard. All their pregame trash-talking, everybody picking them to win, Karan Higdon guaranteeing victory, which will go down in infamy. We're going to talk about Karan Higdon for all the wrong reasons for a very long time now. This is what happens with them. This is why they don't have nice things. And guess what, guys? They're still masquerading as a Blue Blood program. They haven't been one for 20 years, and I don't know if they'll ever be one again, and it certainly won't be under Jim Harbaugh. Uh, before I let you go, I mean, let's look ahead to this Big Ten championship game. Um, Northwestern, um, not a bad team. I mean, Clayton Thorson, I think, will he'll play in the NFL. I don't know if he'll be a starting quarterback, but he'll – He'll play in the NFL. Greg Schiano talked about last, that last night when you got a chance to interview Coach Schiano. Um, Pat Fitzgerald, he always seems to get, get the most out of his players. They played Ohio State tough both times during the Urban Meyer era when they've met up 2013. We remember that game, Carlos Hyde taking it over late, but looked like Northwestern was going to win for a while, but the Buckeyes won that game and famously covered, too, <laughs> with, the, with, with the Joe Bosa play there. And, and, and that, that was hilarious. But And even two years ago, and the players and the coaches were talking about this last night at interviews, Northwestern gave them all they could handle in the horseshoe in 2016. So Northwestern, uh, not a bad team at all, uh, with a fifth-year senior quarterback who started 51 games. Um, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, good coach. Uh, Buckeyes favored by 13 and a half. So just uh, give me your thoughts on that matchup. Are we overlooking Northwestern? And also discuss the one personnel change for Ohio State. It's due to injury, but Demetrius Knox going out with the injury, Wyatt Davis taking over at right guard. Package it up for me, Bax. All right, so Northwestern doesn't suck at football. Really nice run recently in the Big Ten. Northwestern also lost to Duke by double digits this year, lost to Akron which is Akron's first win since the 1800s over any team in the Big Ten. 
And then they went out and played that tough game against Notre Dame. Northwestern is the most schizophrenic program in the Big Ten because they do things like lose to Akron but win the Big Ten West. I mean, they're, they're a conundrum. They're like, what was that, that Skittles commercial where he's like, you're Scotch-Korean. It doesn't make sense. Well, that's exactly what Northwestern is. They don't make sense. But on the other hand, they're a good team. Uh, I also don't really buy the Clayton Thorson as an NFL starter hype. But let's face it, Brett Bazinet played in the NFL, so who knows what happens with Northwestern. Another one of those conundrums. In the end, they're a nice team. They're a good team even. They are not the kind of team that should be in a situation where they can give Ohio State a significant and serious challenge when Ohio State is playing like they did against that school at North last week and everything this year is on the line for them. If their defense goes out and plays a great game, everything is on the line for them if they go out and they take care of business and win by three or four touchdowns. So, yes, Northwestern is a nice team. I don't want to take that away from them. They are the Big Ten West Division champions. They are also not in the same caliber as OSU. 13 I'll take the over all day for Ohio State because this is a game where OSU knows damn well if they go out and they repeat Wisconsin, they have a very nice chance of getting into the national championship picture. And that's the other thing. They go out and they beat up on Northwestern. The committee can say, hey, guys, we all have questions about them all year. Look at those last two games. Nobody in the country finished stronger than OSU. So Northwestern, you want to be blunt? If Ohio State plays their best game, Ohio State kills them. It's whether they decide to play down to the competition again this year or whether they really have turned the corner with the win over Michigan. And real quick, what do you think about Wyatt Davis taking over for Demetrius Knox? It tells me a lot back that Brandon Bowen, for all the talk from Urban Meyer, everybody, oh, Brandon Bowen's almost you know close to healthy. Like Brandon Bowen was really, really good as Ohio State starting right guard last year before he got hurt. So that tells me he's not even close to 100% if he's not the one taking over. But Wyatt Davis has played, looked pretty solid in run blocking. Your thoughts on Wyatt Davis taking over for the injured Demetrius Knox at right guard? Yeah, I think this is more a function of Bowen's probably healthy enough that, like, if they needed a body to put in there, they'd put him in. But Davis is just sharper right now. You know, he's been repping all year, doesn't have the injury issues, and he's looked decent when he's got a chance to play. Um, you know, well, Demetrius Knox played a very nice game against that school up north. Uh, the last couple of games, the whole O-line played very well. But on the other hand, he might have been the most inconsistent guy in the whole line this year. So um, from a replacement point of view, A, guards are the easiest positions to replace on an offensive line because they're not making the calls like the centers and they're not holding down the edge like the tackles. And B, the guard play at OSU this year has been average. You know, the last couple of games it's certainly been higher, but – I think Davis is in a position to succeed. And by the way, this isn't some two-star kid that we're just praying can hold on. This is a five-star recruit from California. So I'm pretty comfortable with Davis's track record this year, his pedigree, and the sort of situation he's being put into. Then I think he'll have a strong game. It's not like he's debuting on the road in Tuscaloosa against Alabama's defense. This isn't going to be a raucous atmosphere when they're on offense. So I think Davis should be perfectly fine. Hope Knox gets better soon, but I don't see this as a real factor in the game for OSU, positive or negative. Great stuff, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Thank you very much, Bax. Thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate that as well. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. 